Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to The Postscript. Welcome to another episode of The Postscript. I'm Brandon Briscoe, and we're here this week with Pastor Dan Renault of Living Faith Lee Summit here in the Kansas City area. Uh, Pastor Dan is a church planner that came from Midtown Baptist Temple. Uh, he also teaches in the Bible Institute, and he's also a really good friend of mine. So I'm looking forward to today's interview. And we're going to start just by asking you about your testimony. So how did you, how did you come to know Christ? And, uh, and what's maybe walk us up to this point yeah. in your life? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian family, uh, which was a, a bonus, right? I have two very godly parents, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and at a young age, I accepted Christ as my own personal Lord and Savior and was baptized uh, shortly after that. Um, when I got into junior high class, uh, it's interesting, my brother— At, can- at KCBT. Uh, yeah, at Kansas City Baptist Temple, yeah. Uh, my brother, Mike uh, Renault. Uh, was really getting on fire for the Lord, and uh, he went to a camp, came back changed, and and I was in junior high when he was in high school, and uh, so anyway, he was coming back changed completely, and uh, we went to church. I mean, we we were regular attenders at our church, and and uh, but something was different. And uh, my brother, so he started taking me to Wednesday night Bible studies and, and allowing me to kind of tag along, and that was really really important for me. And so even though I was saved at a young age, um, I really began following the Lord when I was probably in junior high. Uh, I was discipled with some youth discipleship lessons by Bob Holloman, who is um, a great friend of mine, mm. and uh, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and he really challenged me. You know, he would say the Bible has every answer you'd ever need. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it speaks of every topic you'd ever need to know about. And, you know, I'm an idiot, so I'm, I'm always thinking, like, does it speak about toilets or does it speak about, you know, stupid things like that? But what I realized in junior high was was that he was right. Mm-hmm. The Bible is, is, it has every answer I'll ever need in my life. And so my brother and, and his development in the Lord, his walk with the Lord growing, being discipled, being, being mentored at such a young age, and, and there's so many people um, I mean, Bob, he took me to uh, a jail ministry from 12 to 20. I was... I don't think they let people do that anymore. No, they don't do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably illegal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he took me there, and, and uh, James Fife went, went mm-hmm. there as well. Different people were a part of that. You took me there. Later on? Point later yeah, on, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so I did that for eight years, and that was really instrumental as well. Um, went to El Salvador uh, with uh, my dad and Leo Humphrey. Uh, with Bob as well. Uh, and so uh, there's just a lot of things where God was was really growing me at that time in my life. Um, and so, and from there, I, mean, I could just keep going on and on, sure. but but got saved when I was young, and about junior high is when the light switched on for me. Uh, and I know this about you, but you've desired uh, to be a pastor for a really long time. Like, you kind of knew that God was leading you this direction. What, what did that look like? What age were you when you realized that you wanted to be a leader in, in the church? Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, the call of God, and, and we want to speak of those things in really, you know, um, lofty ways. And I don't know exactly if I can say an exact day, time, week, message, but it was probably following that time of junior high um, where I was in high school ministry, and I was a goofball, 
still am, right? Uh, but immature and all those things. But but I had good people that that cared for me, and mm-hmm. and once again, it was because there was good, solid counselors and mentors and, and disciplers who are in my life as to why I'm, I'm here today. Right. Um, Tom and Mindy Herzog were um, very instrumental in my life uh, when I was in high school, put up with me in a lot of ways. But uh, it was that time when I was leading a Bible study at my school and uh, discipling other high school students, uh, doing Bible studies even at, at church, that I realized uh, that God was using me in that way and that I felt like the Lord was was drawing me to to something mm-hmm. in, in shepherding. Um, I did have a desire, but you know you don't want to claim that or or you know it just yeah, seems kind of intimidating a little bit to say. It, it kind of seems ridiculous to say yeah. I'm going to be this, but I did feel like that was that was going to happen mm-hmm. in some way. So then, just fast forwarding a little bit, you were in ministry with Sam Miles for many years. Bring us to a place where you're you are. Uh, planning a church now. I mean, that's a huge jump, obviously. But so now you've you've had a church for three years in mm-hmm. Lee Summit. Yeah. Can you paint the picture of of how you got to a place where you were actually ready to do that work and and the process that took to to get to get to that point? Yeah, I like just maybe some uh, of the yeah, highlights. There, of, yeah, there's so much. Uh, I would say that so after I I finished high school. Uh, I remember back then it was called Shepherd School, which was the equivalent to LFBI. And uh, Alan Shelby approached me and uh, asked if I'd be in, you know, it was by invite only. And he, he approached me and man, I felt like I, you know, won a million bucks. You know, it was, it was yeah. really exciting. Sure. But shortly after that, I, I started Shepherd School, but, but Checkpoint started, which was the college ministry at Kansas City Baptist Temple under Sam. And that was so... Uh, impactful for me, mm-hmm. uh, being under him in ministry at such a young age. Um, it's something I, I can't, I'll never forget. It's something that I'll never um, take back. It, it, it is truly one of the most uh, pivotal times in my life mm-hmm. where I, I really started to understand uh, discipleship in a different way. We went to a church that was strong on discipleship, but I really think it was around that, those college years that I really started to understand discipleship, and that has a lot to do with, with Sam's leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was really impactful. I, I would, as much as possible, uh, go up to his office as much as I could. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd help him out with design stuff here and there. But really, it was because I wanted to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted, I wanted to know him. I wanted to glean from him. Uh, just wanted to be near him as my pastor. And so that is that was huge. That was huge for me, uh, growing under his leadership while I was in college ministry. Mm-hmm. So uh, we knew then that the Lord was was calling Carolyn and I out to San Francisco. And so what year was that? That was two thousand four. Okay, two thousand four. That was a year before Midtown the church plant here planted, and and, and obviously it was still uh, connected to KCBT at the time. Uh, 2007, I think, is when mm-hmm. Midtown became autonomous. But, um, and I kind of knew about it. I, I knew about it's, yeah. a little bit, uh, just the things that were growing. And so to then move off to San Francisco was was painful in a lot of ways because sure. I was I was seeing what God was doing in, in my pastor's life. But I was also I also you felt knew, like you were maybe missing out on something. You oh easily yeah. yeah. And I would try to call you. I, right. I, I called different people just to see what's going on. How are things going? 
And, uh, but I also knew that God had called me out to San Francisco mm-hmm. and, um, you know, San Francisco was, was a beautiful season, but it was also a difficult one because, um, I had gone through shepherd school. I, at, at checkpoint, I had led Bible studies. I had split Bible studies in a healthy way. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bible studies had grown to 40 people and then mm-hmm. we'd divide them and, and six months later we'd have to divide it again. And so I kind of thought I was doing well, you know, and I go to San Francisco and it was really clear that, that I was still very underprepared. You know, I remember when I was going out there with Caroline, I said, uh, who knows, maybe the Lord would want us to, to plant a church out here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got there, although it was very, really impactful, my time there, I'll never take it back. I realized, wow, I'm not, I'm not cooked. I'm not, right. I'm not fully prepared to take on this task. So then, what was it that you were learning? Like, what, what if, if there was something that that time, that season in San Francisco, and kind of, and maybe even describe what it's like to be a Christian in San Francisco. What, what did that do for you in terms of preparing you when you came back? Well, what, yeah, what it really taught me was that. Um, at Kansas City Baptist Temple, no no fault to anyone else, uh, and no fault to the ministry at Checkpoint or Sam. That was God blessed. You know, mm-hmm. it was God had His hand all over that. Um, but when I went to San Francisco, I learned what an intimate walk with God was. It, it, I didn't have to have a small group Bible study ready. I didn't have to, you know, be present for some ministry obligation. Um, the academic side, the you know, the really, you know, you know, structured part of being a Christian, that was removed. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I, we went, we went to church. I mean, we were a part of a church. We didn't, you know, abandon that. But, yeah. but because I was in grad school and it was, it was a, a very busy time, uh, we didn't do a lot, you know. We, right. But my, my walk with God became so different. So like the obligation to perform as a Christian was completely stripped away. And what you were left with was just like, how well can I know God? Yeah, and and whether you like it or not, I I think, and that's a difficult thing to to say. Every person should go through that because I don't think that's probably right. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something about will I still be this same Christian in this city without the friends, without the community, mm-hmm. without the good teaching, without the accountability, you know, with, mm-hmm. without without all of those things. Who am I really? Right. And San Francisco taught me that. And, mm-hmm. and thankfully, what, what God revealed to me is, is himself. Mm-hmm. And my daily reading became very personal. Uh, I, would, I would look for how he was talking to me directly and not just for a Bible study or not just for some obligation of something. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was very helpful um, at that time. Uh, now we come back though. Yeah, what year was that? 2000. That was 2007. Seven. Yeah, slightly in April of 2007 and and Midtown became a church in 2007, uh November. Mhm. Like 13 years ago, 12 years ago, something right. like that. Right. 13, I think. And so uh I come back and I feel very inadequate. Mhm. Because even though God was doing this really I believe a great work in in my life and in my my wife's life and 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 God was growing our marriage, which was awesome as well. Uh, I came back, and, and people at Midtown, and, and now Midtown is planted, and, and, uh, and I knew I was coming to join Sam. But people are spouting things off that I, I would think, oh, yeah, I remember that. 
Mm. And so, so there's a cultural divide a little bit. Well, because bit. I was I was rusty. I, I didn't mm. have accountability in the Word. I had my personal time with God's Word, but but I was limited in the deep dive, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but God was really, he was so how did, in that. So how did God bring you to a place where you were ready to, like, start the college ministry? How'd that begin? Well, it's interesting. So I'm coming back. I'm excited. You know, I, we've been praying about it, dreaming about it, coming back to Kansas City, coming back to Midtown to be a part of the work. I had heard so many things, uh, being a part of what God was doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so many things. And it was exciting. And uh, Sam said, uh, sit tight for six months. You know, or it was something like that, six yeah. to nine months. He just said, just be here. Just to transition back. And I thought, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, let me add it. And he was right, though. He was absolutely right in the sense that I just needed some time to get my feet wet, get reacclimated, uh, be just part of the fellowship. And so I just came to whatever I could. I was a part of whatever we, we were doing, um, you know, whether that was deeper whether that was uh, prayer night. Deeper was the like, that was like D2-esque, a, yeah, discipleship 2-esque yeah, that was class kind of a, that we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I just thought, hey, this will be healthy for me. And so uh, I was at Midtown from April 07, and I started helping out with hospitality. We really didn't have a hospitality ministry that was, that was fully developed, and so I, I really felt the Lord was going to use me in that way mm-hmm. for a while. But then the next summer, um, I really was feeling that the Lord was was showing me that, that we needed at Midtown, we needed to have a college ministry. Mm-hmm. And that was summer of 2008. Okay. So so then fast forwarding a little bit, uh, just to paint the picture, you start the college and young adult ministry. It starts really small. It takes time before it gets to a place where... <laughs> yeah. Where it begins to accelerate, but the primary emphasis was Bible studies, and and so you just you were having Bible study and you were doing some international student ministry, and I'm leaving a lot out. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's all right. but um, the Bible studies begin to grow, and we're beginning to have these conversations here at Midtown, and uh, and and the relationship between Living Faith Fellowship and and the, the churches just begins like it's it's still fledgling we're just still not getting to know each other at that point and and everybody's talking about this idea of church planning and sam talks about the use of bible study to spur a church plant as a as kind of a new concept to to us as a church it was to me at the time anyway and you kind of took that seriously so yeah. t- tell us about that and, and how the Church and Lee Summit began. Well, I, you know, this goes back all the way to, to 98 mm-hmm. when we were starting with, with under Sam and uh, Checkpoint. Uh, when we started Checkpoint, uh, the college ministry at KCBT, uh, that's how we started. We started with campus teams, and so a little different focus from small group, but not, not much. It was, mm-hmm. you know, open Bible, uh, willing heart wanting to reach our communities. And because we were a college ministry, that was the college campuses. And so that's all I knew. I, I just knew that we needed to get the Bible into people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so when we started uh, Kaya, which was just the college ministry at the time, uh, with a very small group of people, I just knew that we were going to have to do Bible studies. Right. And so we started pretty pretty cold in the sense of just, it was a, a cold start. Let's I'm trusting the Lord to to begin a college ministry at Midtown. 
I didn't know how to do it. All I knew is what was done before. And so I would look as to how we did it before, how, how mm-hmm. Sam did it and, and how we're doing ministry at Midtown. But I find it interesting that uh, it, took, it took about three years of just consistently uh, trying to, to work those fields before we, we began to have really any traction. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Ong would, would be very well aware of that season. Mark right. Schaefer would too. He was, he was helping us at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I knew. And so as the Bible studies in, in the college ministry started to grow, the college ministry grew. Mm-hmm. And then over time, we had Bible studies in different homes throughout the city. And so we had a couple college-age Bible studies in Lee Summit, which is about 30 minutes from Kansas City, Midtown right. Baptist Temple. Yeah, And it was starting to become a little bit, for some people, which you know, as, as also a high school teacher at the time, that it was, it was a deterrent for, for some, mm-hmm. whether that was because... Yeah, the, getting, to, getting to Midtown from the suburbs is kind of a hard ask for suburbanites, especially. Well, and for parents who would, yeah. would let... You know, especially for you, high high school student. Sure. Um, And for me, even for college students, it was still somewhat of of a a reach. And so we decided, well, let's plant Bible studies with no intention. There was no intention of of planting living faith. I I really had no desire to plant a church in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just available. Uh, But we knew that we needed to reach people in Lee Summit. You were out there. I was out at Longview uh, Community College. Uh, Different people were living in Lee Summit. And so we thought, let's start college Bible studies. And those started growing. Uh, and then one of the members of, of Kaya at the time, Joe Medlin, which mm-hmm. you know very well, uh, his daughter at first grade wanted to start a Bible club at her school as a first grader. She wanted her friends to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. right? And so this is, they're in Kaya, uh, but we thought, well, let's, let, let's do this. So, so her and her family, they do that. And lo and behold, kids start coming. Right. Uh, the principal even said, hey, you can't be doing this. Right. You can't be passing these out. And it was too late. Uh, a Bible study, a kids club got started. And uh, out of my relationship with Joe, we just started talking, well, if we're reaching these kids, why can't we reach mom and dad? Mm-hmm. And I'm completely in- invested in Kaya at the time. Uh, I have no interest, again, no interest in trying to bounce out of Midtown. Uh, but we thought, let's do what... Our pastor said to do, let's plant churches throughout the city. Let's saturate the city with Bible studies, and let's Mm -hmm. just see what God will do. And so we went around for three weeks. We just went door to door, knocking on people's doors, and invited them to a carnival. It was just a block party. Yeah, Yeah, there was like a park behind Joe's house at the time. Yeah, he lived in in front of this nice open field, nice park. Mm -hmm. And so we invited people to the park, and we didn't know if it was going to be us and no one else or, or what. We just wanted to say, hey, come to the, come to the park. We're going to throw a, uh, you know, a party. And over 200 people came. Right. It was awesome. And we had a great time. And when people were leaving, we gave them this little sack for the kids and, and whatever games that they were playing. And there was a little bookmark that invited them to a Bible study the very next day. Just figured we, we'd strike while the iron was hot. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, it's, it's like an August 2015 Sunday night, and we're at Joe's house, and uh, we're all praying because no one's there. And it's, we're starting the Bible study at 6, and, and we're, we're thinking, okay, Lord, just, just one, mm-hmm. uh, 545, 550, 
there's no one. <laughs> Five fifty-five. Um, these these two ladies show up, and then by the by the time we got started, we had three people from the neighborhood that showed up at this Bible study, and we just thought, well, let's let's go for it then. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's getting to know each other. You know, these these three people that were there uh, were were anxious, but also we don't know each other mm-hmm. from Adam, but we were we knew that the Word of God would would uh, do its work, mm-hmm. and so we just started that. And we started having a Bible study for families, and we ended up by the time, uh, well, by the time we got approved by by God and by the pastors at Midtown to start it, we had over fifty people. Yeah, meeting at, at, at meeting, at meeting Joe's house. every Sunday night at, at Joe's house. And uh, long story short, but um, and even when we started that Bible study, the goal was not to to plant. It was just we knew what God had told us to do, that God had told us to plant Bible studies in our city right. however we could. And the east side seemed like as good a place as any. There was people there who, At were, our ready, church. who were ready to do the work and, yes, uh, yes. and make the investment. And so yeah. the need began to be met. Well, yeah. And I was working in Lee Summit. You were. Mm-hmm. Uh, different people just lived in Lee Summit. And, and we were bringing people from Lee Summit to Midtown. And praise the Lord for that. Yeah, We still have fruit from that here at Midtown. But I also noticed, like, and this is where it started too. I was as the Bible study grew, and as it wasn't just ten and fifteen, it was starting to be twenty-five, thirty-five, forty-five, yeah, and then consistently fifty. I started thinking, this is not a small group. This, yeah, this is something different. This and, was people's church. They were beginning to see it as their connection yeah. to God and community and to God's word, and they weren't coming to Midtown. They they didn't they weren't making the hike into the city, but they were coming to. Ba- to the Bible study faithfully, yeah, and uh, the team the team here saw that. Well, and they and 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 people knew about Midtown because we weren't shy. We because sure. again the goal was not to right plant a church. We wanted to bring people to Midtown, and, mm-hmm. and some people did. But when we made the announcement, the whole room cheered. I mean, people mm-hmm. were just cheering uh, when 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 I said, "Hey," I gave the whole story as to how you know. God spoke to Pastor Sam and the different pastors, and we prayed and fasted. And I told them, and the whole, whole house was cheering. I mean, it was—I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if people were going to go, eh, no thanks. <laughs> you know, like, nah, not interested. Right. But it was, it, was, it was awesome. It was cool. And now you've been a church for three years now, and you've got discipleship yeah. is up and running, mm-hmm. and you're functioning like— a ch- like a church, you've got people who've maybe some people in your church who've never even been to Midtown Baptist Temple for oh, any, yeah. for anything. Like they're completely established in your church as an autonomous local church in Lee Summit. Yeah, it's it's strange too because our heart's desire is is to be connected to our sending church. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. There are people that flat out just they don't know, which is a beautiful thing because it means people are being reached. Well, that's what Sam has always said. He, he's always said that you know it's not about my name no, or Midtown's no. name, of course, being being lifted up. It's about the name of Christ, and so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if people know about Midtown. It doesn't matter if people know about Living Faith. It matters if people know the Savior. Yeah. And so now there's 150 to 175 people at Living Faith who would never have gone. They mm-hmm. never would have gone to Midtown. Yeah. They needed people to come to them. And and and. Praise the Lord! That's what was happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Midtown's grown. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an issue where where you know Midtown suffered. Uh, God 
favored his church. Yeah, yeah. It's only been blessing mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. Um, so you're still in a in a bivocational position. So the church has been established for three years now, but you're still in a place where you're not ready to go f- full time as the pastor um, in that in that role. What's what has bivocational ministry been like for you? all these years doing both how is it hard but how is it also profitable well it's all i know uh i I wouldn't change it for the world right now Uh, maybe that'll change Mm -hmm. it it could change in six months i Mm -hmm. don't know but where i'm at now it's it's not what the lord is telling me i don't see that in his word Mm -hmm. Uh, my personal time with him uh i understand that there there may be a day where where that's just impossible right uh to where i'll i'll have to dedicate myself fully to this. Um, but I have the perfect job for it. I really do. Um, that you're, allows a co- you're a college professor. Yeah. And so it's not a, you know, an eight to five Monday through Friday, uh, job. I have, I have days available where I don't have to be on campus, which is, mm-hmm. which is nice. And, and yet I feel like I can be, um, fully committed to my job too. If, if I wasn't able to be, um, an honest employee of my job, I, I would have to have quit already, mm-hmm, right. you know, to transition. But I do believe, number one, that, that I believe God is using me in, in, in people's lives. Uh, I know what my job is. My job is I'm an art teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is what I was hired for. Uh, and so I need to do that, and I need right. to do it well. With excellence. Yeah. Yes. And so I, and I feel like I am. Uh, when, when one of those things begins to reveal itself, whether I'm not able to properly disciple and equip and lead the Church of Living Faith, or I'm not able to devote the right amount of time to the job by which I'm being paid, right? Mm-hmm. I got to make a change. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's just, I have to. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's my way, uh, and this is for me. This is not, I'm not trying to burden anyone else, but but it's my way to still have an, a, an open door with, with the lost, mm-hmm. and, and I do believe God has still used me in that capacity. Yeah, yeah there's people at Midtown and at Living Faith Lee Summit yeah. who have been fruit from your ministry at the college. So And so that's, I still see that. Yeah. And and that's a hard thing for me to give up, mm-hmm. really. I mean, yeah, I get I that. Mean, yeah, I know you do. Uh, it's So that's very difficult for me to, I, I need to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and you can tell even the hesitation, because there's times when I do think about it, um, especially when friends will try to convince me that it's time. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be. Stop. So, anyway, yeah, man. Okay, so we've we've kind of recapped your spiritual life, you know, very briefly. We're done, and um, if for this episode, we're done. But uh, when we come back next week, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation with Pastor Dan about discipleship, the value of discipleship relationships, uh, what Bible school meant for him, and uh, how he sees Living Faith Bible Institute and the profit of that. And we're going to have a conversation about church planning and Living Faith Fellowship that I think will be really good and healthy for us. So we'll come back next week. Join us then. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about LFBI, you can go to lfbi.org. If you hear us talking about Living Faith Fellowship and and that makes you interested, you want to know more about our fellowship of churches, sister churches that are are working together and networking together to have an impact in this world, Mm -hmm. you can visit lffellowship.com. And you can learn more about our vision and and who we are as a fellowship of churches. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye.